And welcome to Beckett Radio. You might notice that this is a different voice, not Derek Ficken. I am Justin Grunert. I have quarantined Derek Ficken. He is in a closet somewhere away from everyone. He's sick, diseased. He needs to stay away. So I took over the duties today. Uh, we're going to do a, a first for Beckett Radio, actually. It's going to be more of a best of kind of show. We're going to have three interviews from the past Beckett Radio shows. And uh, we got Rich Klein, where he's going to be discussing the decline in live shows. We're going to have Chris Olds that interview where we talked about the summit and then Tracy Hackler where we talked about Prison World Cup soccer the rewards program that they just started up and NHL licensing so all that's on the plate first though we're going to do new products and pricing so we're going to talk about um, new products first we got SPX football Panini Select Basketball, Contenders Hockey, and Panini Hot Rookies Football all coming out on Wednesday the 25th a ton of products coming out uh, the ones that I'm excited about are Contenders, just because you got it's one of the last products that Panini's putting out with hockey. Plus, I'm the hockey guy here, so I gotta I get to geek out a little bit about it. And SPX football has always been a real top one for me. You get a lot of really cool rookies, low numbered stuff, good jerseys and autographs in it. So it's gonna be a you got some good products coming out. Uh, as far as new pricing goes, man, it's been a busy week. I just priced rookie anthology hockey, tons and tons of sets in that. Basically, they threw the whole kitchen sink into this stuff because they're getting getting rid of all of the excess cards they have. So we have sets, you know, stuff from Dominion. You have Luxury Suite, Select, Score. Anything they didn't do before, they're doing now, plus the Panini Rookie Anthology base set and parallels with it. Um, a lot of high-end cards, a lot of big money cards in this stuff. I think it's like one pack per box, but you get... You get the bang for your buck with this product. I really dig it. We got Panini Crusade Basketball. That's been priced. We have Panini Prism Baseball that was recently priced. Top Series 2. I just gathered that information today. We're sending it out to have this stuff you know, taken care of, and we're going to analyze it and get this priced by early next week. Uh, we have Tier 1 and Pro Debut also being priced very soon, so uh, keep an eye on your OPGs, and we'll uh, have pricing for you as soon as possible. Also, I want to take a second. Congratulations to the Spurs winning the uh, NBA Finals. We got the uh, LA Kings, even though I hate them because Derek hates them, and I'm channeling my inner Derek today. You Kings, you guys suck, actually. You did pretty good. You guys kick some butt. A lot of Kings cards are going like crazy. You got Justin Williams cards, Anze Kopitar, uh, Tyler Toffoli cards, Jonathan Quick. He's only got three rookie cards. Keep an eye out online for those. Those things are selling like crazy right now. Uh, World Cup soccer, United States beat Ghana. And in probably one of the highest rated soccer matches in U.S. history, 25 million people tuned into this thing. More people than the Stanley Cup, more people than the NBA Finals, and more people than most NFL games last year. Who said that soccer is not happening in the United States? It is. It's, it's starting to come around, and I think in the next few years, we're going to see a lot of really cool things for United States soccer. Fingers crossed. Anyways, now that I'm done with my little rants, all right, on to the interviews now. Up first, we have the Rich Klein interview talking about the decline in live sports card shows. Enjoy our best of show. Let's bring in a special guest. His name is Rich Klein. He's been with Beckett or associated with Beckett for more than two decades. One of the first price guide analysts that Dr. Beckett brought in. Mr. Klein, how are you today, sir? The name is Rich, and I'm doing great. How are you doing? <laughs> I am wonderful. I am excited to get going on this interview. I want to talk to you about licensing. Because uh, before we turned on the mics, we talked about uh, licensing with baseball and how personally I I like it when you know uh, the product has the licensing 
um, with with tops baseball or, or whatever with you know select here honestly I, I wouldn't go after a product like that what do you think that whenever buyers try and buy a product do you think they put that into their uh, process of going throughout a product I think there are some buyers that will not buy a price uh, product if, if it is not licensed by the leagues yeah there are others that are player oriented either way is perfectly fine you know when we were talking we've talked and we've met and mm-hmm. I've you know and I've mentioned that in March last year, it is last year at this point, yeah. just before the industry summit, all the card companies, Tops, Upper Deck, and Panini, mm-hmm. had solidified their positions with either baseball or the Players Association. Mm-hmm. All three of those companies have contracts with the Players Association, and Tops is the only company with a license with Major League Baseball properties. Yeah. And that actually made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. MLB wants to have one licensor for everything. Yeah. So they have Tops. Tops is sewed up through 2020. Tops has a minor league license too. Panini and Upper Deck made a Players Association license. And that makes perfect sense. Players need to generate as much money during their career as possible. For the most part, they they don't get 20 years in the majors. They don't become wealthy. Despite what you think, other than a select few, they (laughs) don't become wealthy. There's a lot of expenses in being a Major League Baseball player. If you're making even $2 million a year, that sounds like a lot. But you're spending a lot on taxes. You're spending a lot. You don't walk away and just retire after a five-year Major League career. So you need as much revenue stream during your career as possible. That made perfect sense for all concerned. Looking at that box, select four autographs per box, 14 packs in a box. You're I'll take a one in four chance of getting an autograph. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. It's a good product. It's just the licensing, in, in my case, I, I just feel like it goes a long way. Uh, and, you know, some people it doesn't matter. Some people it does. And I agree with you. Yeah. Licensing is very important. To, you know, when I read message boards, mm-hmm. it's very important to some people. I will not buy a product unless it's officially licensed. Yeah. Other companies, other people will say, you know, I'm just, I just want Mike Trout's on the cover. I just want a Mike Trout autograph. Yeah, exactly. And it's fine for both groups. And when this came out, I actually wrote a column for, and one way I stay involved with the hobby is I write a column for a website called sportscollectorsdaily.com. Okay. It's called Rich Klein's Ramblings. (laughs) All right. And I write basically a column a week or more, depending Mm -hmm. on how much time I have. Mm -hmm. And I touch a lot of times on old school themes, but I'll talk about new school themes too. I'll talk about that licensing issue. Mm -hmm. I'll talk about when the admission was made about the T206 Wagner that it was trimmed. I wrote about that. It's like, I said I would buy that card. Really? I'd, I'd actually make... I'd actually, if I had the money, I'd make yeah. the, I'd make the owner a profit. Yeah, <laughs> it, there's been a book written about that. It's the most famous card in the hobby. Wouldn't you want to own the most oh. famous card in the <laughs> hobby? Yeah, no matter what. I mean, it, you you would have to give me a little discount because that's a lot of money. But <laughs> I would love that card. <laughs> well, if I could afford that much money, I don't think I'd ask for a discount yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah, no. And and as far as you know, with Upper Deck, they have the the collegiate licensing uh, for basketball. I. I like that. I, I mean, I'm a huge basketball guy in general, so it, it's great. We talked about the upper deck black basketball coming out next week, and how the the new inserts are are, are just beautiful. It looks great, but it's only college. You know, yeah, you have your ind- individual players like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and you know your stars. I thought Michael. I thought LeBron James didn't go to college. <laughs> well, he does have a couple uh, high school ones in there. But, okay, but you know, it's just it's cool to see that. But unfortunately, they don't have 
the NBA licensing. And I, I really back back in the nineties when I started collecting, that was my product. That was my go to thing was upper deck basketball. And it, you know, I, I always think about it and unfortunately it's gone away. And is is there a chance that the NBA I mean the NFL does it to where there's multiple companies will the nba or the mlb go out into multiple companies for licensing there's always a chance of that having mm-hmm. said that it's probably doubtful especially in baseball with the insane amount of monies these tv contracts are they don't really need the money the same way they did in the early 90s mm-hmm. you know it and then we're talking about basketball and one thing is that i'm discovering a lot of people who collected in the 90s when you were a kid in the 90s during the hobby boom mm-hmm. you're coming back to the hobby yeah. you're loving it yeah. it's it's fun again yeah. it's it's the 20 year cycle that we always used to talk about is back yeah. where people are enjoying the cards from the 90s i never thought i'd see <laughs> that day <laughs> that yeah I, I never really thought about that but that you know that's interesting because know. let's say you were 12 years old in 1990 okay you're 36 today. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 24 years. It's a little more than 20 years, but we'll still use that 24-year rule. You've probably married. You may or may not have kids, mm-hmm. but you've probably settled into your career. The economy does seem to be improving. With all that, now you have disposable income. Many people go back and say, you know, I was happy when I was a kid getting my Michael Jordan cards <laughs> out of my packs. Yeah. What's the best way to do that? Let's buy some more Michael Jordan <laughs> cards again. After 20 years, let's do it. <laughs> And he's just as popular now in the card world as he was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. He's still, I don't know if, you know, Beckett still does hot lists, but he'd probably yeah. oh, still yeah. be number one on the hot list <laughs> or number two or three. Yeah, I, I am, I'm actually helping out with the basketball and, and football. And it's always cool to see those things continue to stay alive from really the beginning of Beckett. You know, it, it's cool to see that because, you know, I'm only 24. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a youngin' compared to some people here. But it, it's great to see the tradition of these things stay around. And, you know, people 24 years old, That's one of the sad things that I like that I hope our show really succeeds at Uh because there's less and less ways for interpersonal communication. Yeah. You know, there are many less stores than there used to be. We used to think there was in 1991 30,000 stores. Wow. And, you know, the show show convention calendar took how many pages? Yeah. It it, took 10, 12 pages. Now it's a page or two. And I think the numbers I'm showing, the numbers I've seen between Upper Deck and Panini that have posted on various sites seem to indicate about two. 2,000 stores nationally. That's not bad. That's more than I expected. But still, 2,000 is a lot less than 30,000. And a lot of the interpersonal communication. Yeah. And and speaking of the live card shows and and the card stores, do you think that has been a problem with the industry kind of on a decline? Or or do you think it's just that's kind of how it is nowadays? I think it's how it is. I was reading on CNBC.com today how Target is laying off some employees and they're also not going to hire about 700. Macy's is closing a bunch of stores. Mm -hmm. JCPenney's is closing a bunch of stores. Even though there are no JCPenney stores closing in Texas, you are retrenching what JCPenney does. Macy's, Target. I mean, Target had a different issue with the credit card (laughs) issue. But a lot of brick and mortar, even of the big anchor stores at malls, are retrenching. And uh, and that's why it makes, you know, these these local small budget card shows so important because it keeps that tradition and and just that whole just being a live factor going. And that's what I like about this and I'm glad we got you in to talk about it cuz it's a great yeah. cause. And I appreciate 
appreciate that. And I think a lot of promoters who used to look out just for their own pockets may be able to coordinate with a nonprofit like I'm doing mm-hmm. and do venues for nonprofits. And that way, maybe they think they'll make a little less money, but they've also reduced their outlay. Yeah. And the risk reward lets you bring in more people. Exactly. All right, we always love having Rich Klein on the show. It was a fun interview to have with him. Uh, check out Beckett Radio in the next few weeks. We should be having him on again soon. All right, next up is our baseball card editor, Chris Olds. Check out what he has to say about the Panini Rewards program that's replacing the redemption process. All right, Chris Olds, what's going on, man? Uh, I'm adjusting to the <laughs> environments of this ex- exquisite studio setup we have. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, huh? I it's, mean, it's, we got all the bucks on this. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty excited that you're here, and, and Justin. <laughs> I wouldn't be. <laughs> Justin's ready to go with questions. Justin, let's talk about the industry summit. I mean, specifically redemption. So you wanna you wanna start off with the questions? Hi, Chris. Who are you again? No, just kidding. I know it's been a while since I've been here. I haven't <laughs> well, seen you guys in a while. It's been about, what, 35 minutes since I talked to you last? Yeah, but before that, it was like two weeks. Okay. All right. Um, you know, we got Panini's Redemption Points Program, and then Tops is talking about improving their redemption program. What do you think about that? Like, are you optimistic for it, or is this kind of like a sit and wait and see kind of thing? Uh, I could probably say I'm both, actually. You know, you know, it's funny. For me, personally, I've never had any problems with Tops Redemptions. I've had stuff replaced, but I've only had one or two times where it was a long wait, and I didn't get that card. Most other times, I have. But, you know, the Tops what they said on their stuff, I, I think that just makes sense. You know, having it in house to, to make you know the stuff go through faster. That's I think that's common sense. So I think that's doable, and I think it hopefully will help the process. The Panini point system seems to be a different different animal. To me, I think it has the potential to be a game changing type situation, but I don't know if all people are going to be that accepting of it because it is different. Yeah, like our uh, Tweet of the Day segment, there was a guy that asked us with the rewards program, how will it affect certain type of collectors? I mean, for myself, I, I don't buy a lot. Right. You know, I buy probably a box a year. Right. Compared to you guys, you, you buy a lot more. So I'm, I'm really hoping for that Steph Curry autograph redemption in a pack of random you know hoops or whatever the case might be. And I'm obviously not going to be able to get it because right. the only points I'm going to get is probably towards a hat or something – minuscule yeah. you know well i mean the the story on beggar.com news didn't really uh go into tons of details about the specifics because they haven't really unveiled them yet but i would presume that the points are somehow related to the cost of the player's autograph so you know first off they're not going to intentionally use points that you know redemption should be the minority in a product so thinking out loud here you know if it's a kobe bryant autograph that's a redemption for some reason then that's going to be high points you know and you can exchange that for a higher item you know, if it's um, a fifth round draft pick out of Seton Hall or whatever for whatever sport, you know, it's not going to be as big. So, you know, I think where where collectors need to be reasonable is to realize that they're not going to turn two or three small redemptions into the biggest autograph possible. It's just not they can't they can't do that and stay in business. We always wish they could, though. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, we're going to change it up a little bit here. Um, one of the things that I always preach is let's get children back into the hobby. Top seems like they're taking that initiative and doing commercials now. Do you think it's a positive thing? What, do you think this is actually going to help out? What, what do you? Uh, what would you recommend if you were to say, hey, Tops, these are the kind of commercials you should do, or this is what might work? What would you say? You know, on this topic, it's it's interesting because I've heard people say, and I'm probably more in this camp that you know, little kids or younger kids, even though they're into cards, they may they may just want the really good cards too. Um, I think the I think overall the, the the push for more kids is coming from the leagues. Uh, the leagues want 
more a wider net, a larger presence for players or for collectors to to get into the hobby. And I don't disagree with that at all. You know, back when most of us started, packs were 50 cents or a dollar. You know, that's a rarity now. Opening day, which comes out today on Wednesday, it's a dollar pack. But, you know, just this year, and it's been around for a decade or so or longer, I don't remember the exact year it started, but this is the first year they've had mem cards in it. And even though it's been around for a while... So, you know, it's a, it's a good push. We Definitely the hobby needs to keep them in mind because that's how you're going to get more people collecting. But on the flip side of that, if someone's 10 or 12 years old, they probably don't necessarily want just the fun stuff that even kids like me buy, like mascot autographs last year. I yeah. like that idea. Yeah. So, you know, there's two sides to that coin. Some kids want really good cards that are expensive. They just don't have the money to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just kind of a double-edged sword because, I mean, when I was a kid, I, I just went to the gas station or, or right. the card shop and just had five bucks, ten bucks, yep. and just went and see what I could get, you know? And see, now gas stations don't sell cards. That's true. Everything's changed. Yeah. I mean, back when I was a kid, I was buying cards at a grocery store yep. by the box two, three, four boxes at a time from grocery stores that cared Mm -hmm. or, you know, they knew they had a good business. Um, You know, that's just how it's changed with lower print runs and higher prices, you know, finding cards at a Target or or Target's easy. Finding cards at a a gas station just doesn't happen. Maybe a CVS or some of those other pharmacies that order one or two boxes that don't use distributors. Yeah. Uh, but it's not the norm. Let's go to uh, another topic that they discussed. Panini's going to be bringing out a lot of new products <coughs> across the board. We obviously know hockey is going away, uh, but they are reassuring that all the hockey redemptions are going to be fulfilled, especially when the licensing ends after this current season. National Treasures will still come out, and uh, Flawless Hockey will be inserted into the National Treasures uh, set. Uh, so that's good. But as far as baseball goes, Panini Prism, which already has a bunch of colors, they're going to insert more colors right. at a low and at uh, a lower price point for that product. Which, uh, personally for me, I got to do more work, so that kind of sucks. But it's cool <laughs> with the different colors, <laughs> you know. But you know, we got football. They got two new products coming out with Immaculate Collection and Flawless. Um, however, Flawless is going to be at a different price point more than price. the basketball, um, which is great and then they have a couple other things with basketball and i was showing justin this they have i guess they got the christmas day game use shorts yeah uh which they're going to put into cards which i think is a sweet idea um so they can do whatever they want with that they're going to bring that into some unique patches or whatever um and then as well as sneakers which would be sweet too yeah actually game use shoe cards haven't been done in a long time and Mm -hmm. i've written a couple of stories you know, the last couple of years, columns actually saying, wouldn't it be cool to see like the bottoms of certain guys' shoes because yeah. they're very distinct visual designs? Um, the problem with that is, is a pair of shoes is going to cost you 10 grand if it's a top guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you can only make so many cards out of those shoes when you cut them up. And they're exactly. harder to cut up, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's that's the answer I've gotten in the past when I've asked about that is, is back when I was doing basketball. You know, it's the cost versus the return. For example, on the baseball realm, a baseball is very small. So a game used ball would get you. I don't know, 50 cards if you're lucky, you know, unless you start making twine cards, you know, but a, but a jersey or a pair of pants is going to get you a lot more. So they have to balance the cost versus how many cards it can make. And so shoes, it's cool to see that they're going to try it because those could be really popular, really hot cards. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to switch over to tops. Okay. They, uh, well, first of all, we forgot also Panini's coming out with Immaculate Baseball. So it's going to be uh, all across the board. Yeah. Uh, but with tops, they're bringing back some products. Uh, Top Stadium Club, which has always been a favorite of mine since I was a kid. Tops Tech, uh, 
that's gonna make my job harder. Oh yeah. With all the parallels, there's gonna be like ninety billion parallels in yep. it. Um, I honestly never collected it. I didn't. I wasn't very interested in that one, but a lot of people are. Um, and they're also coming out with a new high end called Tops Dynasty. Uh, so, what's your excitement level for any of those products? Um, you know, they they teased uh, Stadium Club about a week ago, uh, ten days ago, and I actually liked the idea of bringing that back. When that returned in two thousand eight, it came back as a high end twenty dollar per pack product, which is a little riskier. But on the retail front, it was dirt cheap. It was like three bucks, and they made a ton of it, and it was filling repack boxes and bargain boxes for a while. But it's gone now; you can't find it. And that was a decent year. It's got Clayton Kershaw and, you know, some pretty good rookies in there. You know, the actual hit content in that, that year wasn't very great, so it didn't actually return after one year. It was a one-done kind of return. So I'm actually excited to see that one come back. You know, tech, that's a different animal. I think it, it, it's, I think it's popular now because those older, you know, those, it's not easy to find wax. The nature of the product, where it was like 90 versions of each card or something, it dried up quickly, so now your only chance to get all 90 of your player, if you're that crazy to try, is a lot of work. And therefore, when it's harder to find those things, the prices go up. Now, today, if they make a ton of it and it's, you know, acetate left and right, you know, that may not be a popu- as popular a brand as they are hoping for, but it's something different, and I give them that. Uh, the Topps Dynasty High End, hopefully it'll be a, a maybe a replacement for something else, uh, or maybe it'll work in tandem with Five Star. Do I think the you know do I think the hobby needs more high end brands in baseball? Maybe, but I don't buy them, and I think there's a lot of people that are in that you know boat. We buy singles when we can, but you know I'm not one of those risk takers. So so let's let's quickly go to Panini, uh, and then we'll finish up with Upper Deck. Panini's adding a patch database, yeah. which I think is pretty interesting uh they're going to add a small qr code on the backs of cards for patch cards uh to ensure that it's not a fake what what do you think about that whole process will it gain more fans or is it just too much work and money it's a lot of work and it's a lot of money and it's a little honestly i'm a little surprised that they are doing it because it i don't know if it's going to translate into higher sales and that's what i mean when you think about a business you put all this time and money into something you want it to pay off you know and that's a lot of work I mean, they have to go. They have to basically build the cards and then <laughs> scan the cards, and then you know they have to handle them an extra time. Yeah, you know, doing something like that. It, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I think people say they want it, but will they buy more? That's that's kind of the question in my mind because it's kind of put up or shut up for the collectors who have been wanting this. It's like, all right, you've got it. Are you going to buy it now? Well, I, I <laughs> mean, per, when when we had Hackler come in a couple weeks ago, we talked off the air about how they authenticate when yeah. when they get the uh, jerseys in, right? And it seems like they already go in detail about how they, you know, make. Yeah, they sure. track. There's there's like what I mean. I, I don't know if you've shown. Uh, I think we've shown pictures of it. Yeah. But there's basically they laminate the piece that the they cut the jersey into flat panels, then they laminate onto a piece of plastic with a code on the back. Yeah. So whenever you know if you if you tear apart a newer card you're going to find a code number on the back of that swatch so i'm sure they track that kind of stuff for the newer stuff especially yeah um you know but how many cards is that really questionable for i mean the big prime patch pieces that's where this is an issue where they need it but everyday stuff you know i don't i don't know i mean i'm on the fence i think it's a good thing but i really wonder how long it'll last not that it's a bad thing and not that it's going to go away but is it worth it yeah i mean if that makes my my pack price go up five bucks i don't know if i'm a fan of that yeah I, yeah I you know but agree. but at the same time if, if you're buying singles and spending two three hundred bucks on some of those rare cards it's a good thing to have in your the back of your mind and also let's go to the last subject uh, upper deck has gotten their mlb 
Players Association license. Uh, the last product was 2012 SP Signature Edition, which I actually got a couple of cards from that where it's just an autograph. Yep. On, and yep. it says, like, I got David Murphy, so it just says Texas on it. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Upper Deck getting this license back and what it's going to mean for the industry and how, I guess, what's the positive side of it? Um, well, I mean, they've ha- they've actually had the deal for about a year, but they never actually released anything with it l- this last year. And I remember there was a, an email sent out to dealers basically saying why they didn't. Uh, this is probably six, eight months ago. Uh, you know, when there was in the fall, there was a, a real backlog of products. A lot of stuff came out at once. And at that time, Upper Deck basically said to the dealers, you know, we want to help you out. So we're going to delay this or, you know, take try it at another time. And so, you know, I, I think the, the, the story on Becca.com News talks about specific reasons why they, they said they put it on hold. But I don't know. It's it's. Is there demand for more products that are PA only licensed? I don't know, but if it's high end type stuff that fills a void that's there, you know, say some high end brand that has a really distinct uh, vibe, like a studio meets stadium club portrait style stuff that's real high end, or, or even collector friendly stuff like Goodwin, I think those things could you know pay off pretty well. Well, one thing I'm looking forward to is if they were supposed to bring back Fleur Retro last year. Yeah. And if they did that again, where they had, you know, the EX parallels or inserts, they had Jambalaya, they had the uh, different autograph sets and stuff from, like, Skybox from the 90s, I think I'd be excited about that just because it reminds me of when I was a kid. You right. know, I was in early high school years, yep. and I really enjoyed collecting all of those. Yeah, th- those brands, the first one particularly in basketball, came on real real well, kind of like a wrecking ball. I was going to have a Miley Cyrus, oh, no. Cyrus reference there. Oh, yeah, is that a first in Beckett Radio? <laughs> that it is definitely is that, a first. I'm bringing it. Let's keep it to no. the first. Yeah, I he's know. Not, he's first not above last. Justin Bieber, though. And, uh, that's Panini's territory, remember. Uh-oh. Or they used to be. I'm sure, they're done, with, I'm sure they're done with that one. Um, yeah, I'm sure they're not going to be releasing any more brands for that, that uh, license. Uh, you know, it, it's, it came on strong, but, but uh, you know, maybe it's just not my taste, but it doesn't seem like it was as popular the second time around. Um, hockey, it was real strong at first, but the prices on those boxes came down. So, you know, will it do well in baseball? I think so, because, like, I remember seeing the, the Precious Metal Gems of Trout. Those were promo cards at last year's Industry Summit, you know, and they sold well. But for me, I, in those years, I really wasn't buying a ton of Skybox. I was doing other companies. Um, I was buying some Upper Deck stuff. I was buying Tops. You know, just it, those those kind of cards didn't really like get me. You know, I, I was I lived in an area where I didn't have a hobby shop extensively available. You know, I could travel to find one. So, like precious metal gems at the time weren't really my thing. You know, so so that what you were saying with the appeal of of when you were a kid, I don't have that. Not saying it's bad. It's just for me, it's not. It's not the best fit. But for the hobby overall, you know, I think most people want variety. They want a choice. That's what we always hear. So, you know, as long as the aesthetic part of it, with their limitations of their settlement, where the, you know logos and uh, trade dress colors and such, um, you know, as long as those limitations jive with collector taste, I think they'll be fine. Well, we appreciate it, man, for coming on. And you know, and big shout out to Susan for hooking us up with all these stories. Yeah. If, if you want to read more about. What's going on at the Industry Summit? Uh, hit up Beckett.com slash news. I mean, on Twitter, at Beckett Media, at Beckett Radio, uh, at Yanks Chicks, I think yeah, that's her. Yanks Chick with an X, yeah. and then just no S, though. No S. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, she's tweeting all this stuff from the Summit. It's great, great stuff to check out. And the, the Summit is one of those events where they talk a lot, just kind of like me. They keep going and going and going. <laughs> you know, But they have a lot to say. They, they actually do like announcing things at those events. At the National, they're not going to have 
have as much to tell you, you know, unless it's a Q&A session. So. Yeah. And that was the interview with Chris Olds. We're trying to get him back on this show to do another interview, but he's kind of hesitant, saying he's real busy. We're all busy around here. But I'm sure that if you guys tweet him, at Chris Olds 2009 on Twitter, I'm pretty sure peer pressure will get to him and we'll get him back on this show. So everybody... Tweet them all at once, at Chris Olds 2009 Let's make this happen. Hype it up. Get him on here. And our final interview is our good friend, Tracy Hackler from Panini. We got him talking about the Prism World Cup. Uh, we have him talking about the rewards program and NHL licensing that they no longer have and the future of Panini. So take it away, Tracy. All right. Next up, we have a special interview today. Mr. Tracy Hackler of Panini is back. He is back and ready to talk to us all about the good stuff with the World Cup that's coming up here. And a little hockey licensing. We're going to see how far we can stretch that, that line uh, before we get cut off and sued, of course. But <laughs> No, so Tracy, thanks for coming in. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for having, uh, having me on, and thanks for letting me in the building still. It's it, and, I mean, thanks for the goodies, man. The oh, box, yeah. I mean, Christmas came early with all this stuff. Well, it's, uh, it is like a Christmas in April kind of thing. Yeah. We, uh, truth be told, I'm... I was actually way late in getting you guys <laughs> your uh, sample and review boxes, yeah. and I figured since I was coming over today, I'd make up for it. Perfect. Well, we appreciate it because we're going to go through all that stuff and geek out for a couple hours, awesome. so thank you for that. But So let's go to the topic at hand. The World Cup is coming up in June, I think June 13th, 12th, something mm-hmm. like that. Panini is coming out with Panini Prism World Cup, Yep. Uh, and that got pushed back to the 7th of May, if I'm not... Uh, yes, sir. Releases yeah, like May that. 7th. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm pumped. I know Fleischer is going nuts about that product. I know everyone around the world is, too. The stickers, huge success, like always. So Panini is obviously doing something right with, with soccer. Uh, what On your end, what do you see the buzz? How is it coming You know, with, with uh, I mean, online, Twitter, social media? What, what's the overall, I guess, buzz about that product? The overall buzz is, is absolutely Phenomenal. I mean, when I when the World Cup was last around in, in 2010, I was on this side of the of the table, mm-hmm. and so I didn't get a firsthand look at what it meant. Right. Yeah. I mean, you hear people talk about how big it is, and obviously it is. But now that I've seen it, it is unlike anything I've ever experienced. Yeah. I, you know, I've been in the I've been in the the collectibles industry for almost 20 years, and and this product is the most universally embraced, universally adored product I've ever seen. And talking about the World Cup sticker collection. Mm-hmm. Um, Panini obviously has a long, proud, rich history with FIFA, yep. uh, dating back to 1970, and it's a, such a simple concept. You have your album, it's numbered, you get your stickers, you're done, and it it spans generations, it spans gender. Yeah, It's just absolutely remarkable. Well, it's, it's so simple that it's like how that just can make so much money, because it's a <laughs> sticker, you know, but and it's so sought after. I was on Twitter, and I was looking, and uh, I'm a huge Italian soccer fan, mm-hmm. And one of the Italian soccer bloggers posted the Italian national team. It was like, oh, I'm so close, you know, getting my Panini America. And I was like, that, you know, the guy lives in Italy mm-hmm. and is pumped for this sticker product. Like, just so simple, yet obviously so successful. It's crazy. What Are you, are you planning on doing other, other soccer leagues with, with the sticker albums, or are you just sticking to the World Cup? Well, we're focused right now. We're right in the sweet spot yeah, of World Cup yeah. build-up time and, and then when the tournament gets here. But I think all you need to do to, to gauge the the global phenomenon, mm-hmm. really, that is the World Cup sticker collection is just watch our timeline. Yeah. And over the last two months, our Twitter timeline is nonstop, and it's we've had more 
foreign language tweets come through with people in South America and all mm-hmm. over the world, the, the sticker packets are finally hitting stores, mm-hmm. and people are running out. They're tweeting pictures of them, talking about the, the, the rich family tradition that they've their grandfather passed on and their father, and they did it with their families, and they're, they're keeping the uh, tradition going with their families. And it's just a, uh, an extraordinary thing to witness. Yeah, yeah. And so the sticker album is going to be, I guess, bagged along with our new World Cup issue. Uh, so we're kind of doing a little partnership there. Mm-hmm. No collusion, though. No, 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 no collusion at all. No, it's look at that would be terrible. It's it's smart business. It is very and smart business. You guys are are coming out with a full color. 128 page yeah, uh, World mean, Cup magazine. I, the 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 cover picture is sweet. You know, it's I mean, it's just bam right there. You know, yep. it's looking great. I and it's great to have Panini partner with that and give away free stickers. You know, um, so 7.99 it'll be in hobby shops next week and mass retailers May 13th. So right in time, right for the Panini Prism World Cup, which is great. It seems like there's a lot of features with the group of death um, since the U.S. is in that. I don't know how much soccer you know justin is not a big fan so (laughs) throwing him under the bus because he doesn't have the mic but um (laughs) but yeah i mean you know there's so much stuff that uh panini is putting in here with the trading card release and glimpse of autographs and stuff like that i'm i'm pumped not just for the magazine i'm gonna buy a box i I told uh fleischer that we should go have these on on a box and See what we get. The uh, magazine that you guys are doing, uh, we we have some advertisements in there, but there's also some editorial pieces that, that kind of take uh, World Cup fans behind the scenes of a lot of the autograph signing sessions that we did with the legends and current superstars of, of the World Cup for Prism. There's a story on the phenomenon of sticker collecting. And then on Thursday, we're going to be launching a, a, the first of three viral video spots that I'm going to guarantee are, are must-see stuff. So so w- when we launch them, you need to go look at them. But, um, and it talks about it's three video spots that really play up the, uh, the heritage and the uh, rich legacy of World Cup sticker collecting. And then just going back to Prism, World Cup Prism, we love the idea when it was first brought up. And now that the the product is almost out, that thing is going to be legendary because of the autograph checklist. You name a superstar, and he's probably in the in the set. Everybody from Lionel Messi to Cristiano Ronaldo, Pele, Franz Beckenbauer, Jurgen Klinsmann, Clint Dempsey. The list literally is, goes on and on. And and there there are several new additions to the Prism Parallel family in World Cup Prism that will probably change the way that we do uh, Prism and other sports. Yeah, and you know, just to go back quickly on on the autographs, you know, I was looking at the list, and you know, you have you have guys that are obviously more sought after than others, mm-hmm. but in that list, you know, you could say the the scrubs are like the U.S. guys, Tim right. Howard and Clint Dempsey. I mean, you got you know Messi, Ronaldo, you know Pele, Maradona. I think is in there, uh, but those guys are. I would kill to have an autograph, and you know, everyone around the world, those are the guys to look up to. So. It, you know, if you have the highs like them and then the lows is Clint Dempsey, who still is killing it, yeah. you know, in, in the MLS as well as uh, on the U.S. team. I think that's a huge it's, it's a great way for success 
um, for the autograph part. And that's, that was my selling point was the autographs. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of why everyone is so hyped about it. Yeah. Because those list of guys, I mean, you can't, I can't really think of finding any autographs in any other cards for them. Right. So to put them all together, yep. it's just like an all-star cast. Yeah, and then you, you go into the, the uh, a lot of people obviously are hyped on the autograph checklist. And, and a lot of people have asked, is there an autograph in every box? And, and I don't think that's quite there. But yeah. what a lot of people aren't taking into the equation is that the prism parallels that you're going to get out of a box are going to be add a lot of value yeah. to the, the box purchase. And there's new colors, new color combinations. Um, I think there's a red, yellow one, mm-hmm. a, a red, white, and blue one, a lot of cool technologies. And a lot of the, the subject matter lends itself to these new unique designs, net finders and guardians, yeah. um, the team pictures. The team pictures are great Yeah, because that, you know, that's something as a soccer fan I always wanted as a kid was to have that team photo, the guys right before the game, they're getting hyped, they're getting ready, but they got to take the picture. And it's it's great to see that. And it's great to see it on a card mm-hmm. because they've always been on posters and stuff yeah. like that. And so now that it's actually, you know, an insert and you have different, I don't know if there's different parallels for those, um, but that that's something that I, I'm excited for as well. Yeah. So. And uh, one more thing on the World Cup. Um, I've got to talk to you guys about the Who Do You Collect mobile tour. Okay. And it's a tour that, that started a few weeks ago in California, mm-hmm. in L.A., in L.A. Live. We had U.S. men's national team legend Kobe Jones yeah. and the Mexican national team legend Claudio Suarez that yeah. there to help us launch. We had this sweet mobile van yeah. that is just all decked out in Panini World Cup sticker logos and colors. And the tour will go from California to uh, Houston, Dallas, uh, New York, North Carolina, oh, wow. uh, Florida. So it'll be all over the place between now and June. Okay. And one of the, the central parts of the mobile tour, mm. in addition to free World Cup sticker albums and yeah. stickers and T-shirts, is the, uh, the Who Do You Collect social media mosaic. Mm. And so all you have to do, go to whodoyoucollect.com and upload your picture, a selfie, yeah, <laughs> in popular go. parlance, yeah. of you supporting your favorite World Cup team. Mm. You hashtag it, Who Do You Collect? And it automatically populates this huge mosaic that w- when it's all done, we'll have all the pictures of all the fans uh, creating the World Cup sticker album cover. Oh, wow. And it's way cool. Yeah. And uh, it, it adds a little bit of personalization and l- lets everyone kind of come together to yeah, exactly. celebrate the World Cup. So who do you collect.com Is that it? Who do you collect.com Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah, I, I, uh, I saw that uh, blog post about the mobile thing, and Kobe Jones was one of my favorites as a kid. He so was, was awesome. Yeah, it seems like he was doing all his soccer tricks and yeah. stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, so he that, was cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> he was great with the kids, and then so he he helped us launch the Who Do You Collect tour in L.A., and mm-hmm. then a few days later he was in New York with us in Times Square at the Models there. Yeah. Um, and they did it upright with this uh, Brazilian themed. Their whole store was Brazilian themed. Had a yeah. Brazilian band, and, and wow. Kobe was doing his thing. Yeah. And uh, he did a lot of interviews prior to that about the the World Cup sticker collection. And that's one of the things that appeals to me most about this whole phenomenon. Is the players themselves dig it. Yeah, they love it. There was a a player, uh, Joel Campbell, had mm-hmm. had purchased two two boxes of stickers, and he didn't find his sticker. Oh, he really? tweeted that out, <laughs> and it got picked up all over. Uh, 
all over Europe yeah. uh, newspapers. <laughs> so we went and found a lot of his stickers. And yeah, sent it to him. Tweeted a pic and said, hey, we found some of your stickers. <laughs> DM your address, we'll send them to you. So it is yeah. a it is a global phenomenon that touches the players all the way down to the smallest fans. That's perfect. Yeah, no, definitely be on the lookout for that. Panini stickers, they're already out and I mean, I, I think one of the guys, they were trying to look at it or trying to find some at Walmart or Target and sold out. So yeah. obviously it's a huge deal. So definitely get your, your copy today as well as your copy of the World Cup magazine that goes out uh, next week to hobby shops and mass retailers on May 13th. I'm going to be getting a copy and probably a couple more because it's always good to have some soccer stuff as well as Panini stickers. So let's go to the uh, NHL side. Justin's going to, uh, since he's the NHL guy, he's going to uh, Justin, what do you got? Tracy, how's it going? Good. How are you, man? Finally on the microphone. I love it. I love I'm it. happy now. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm now taking over as hockey, uh, I guess, analyst, mm-hmm. and I'm doing a lot of stuff with that. I got to say, there's a big buzz when we got the email about Panini losing their license with um, the NHL. Honestly, it breaks my heart. I love the products you guys put out. Playbook has to be my favorite product of the year from hockey so far. It just blows me away. There's there's a lot of, I guess, negative buzz about it. I mean, obviously, it's never a good thing when you lose a license, but people are, the public are saying, you know, are, what's going on with Panini and NHL? Are they mad at each other? Did NHL get pissed at them? Or did they, is the product not up to their standards? Uh, set the record straight. What happened, I guess, as much as you can tell? Um, it broke our heart, too. We were as surprised and disappointed as as most of the collectors were at hearing the news. We uh, put our all into hockey like we do all of our sports. I think the products, as you mentioned, speak for themselves. Yep. Um, and for whatever reason, they chose to go a different direction. And we're going to continue to give it our all until the the contract expires we still have some really nice products popular products i know we have contenders coming out we have rookie anthology contenders prime which is my favorite product maybe in all sports i'm not even a huge hockey guy okay um and then uh, national treasures as well so we're going to keep putting our all into hockey until we don't anymore right and then we're going to refocus our our efforts on on the the uh, licenses and the sports that we do have Okay. Um, now, are those the only products you have coming out left for hockey? Those four, or do you have any others that you know of on the horizon? I I'm not sure. Uh, okay. I can check the full calendar. I I know that our next four anyway are going to be uh, rookie anthology contenders. Okay. Prime and national uh, treasures. You said, but there could be more. Who knows? Okay. Now, um, it's it's kind of weird to me with single companies having or companies having a single license. Mm-hmm. You have basketball, Tops has baseball, Upper Deck now has hockey. Do you feel that the competitive nature isn't there as much? A lot of people say, you know, Tops they don't have to compete with anybody, so they can do whatever they want, and sometimes their product isn't as strong. Uh what do you, what do you feel about that, like the competitive side of things? Well, I don't know what other companies do or how they approach it, but I know from our our perspective, we have the exclusive in the NBA. And I can tell you that I've never once heard or seen or got the inkling that our basketball team says, we don't have anything else out there. Just go the bare minimum. Those guys bust their hump every day, are as passionate now as they've ever been to put out the best product that that they can at whatever parameters that specific product calls for. Um, the grind to get all the autographs back in time, to acquire the the authentic game war memorabilia to bring it all together the design team i mean there's a sense of pride and professionalism that that we have unlike i've ever seen and that would be there and it would be at the same level if 
there were six companies doing right. the MBA as opposed to just us. And, and we've always said, and we, it's n- not just lip service, we don't concern ourselves with other manufacturers. We do what we do to the best of our ability, and it's usually to the best of the ability out there. Right. Um, and the products speak for themselves. They really do. I mean, they, they all look great. Intrigue just came out today, I think, for basketball, yeah. and it's it's a gorgeous product. Yeah, it really is. Now, one thing that um, I'm, I think I'm going to steal Derek's thunder if I ask this question, but I'm going to do it anyways because you kind of hog the microphone for a while. Uh, you guys have that those draft position, uh, I guess, redemption cards. Now, is this for an autographed card of this player, or is it a specific card how is that working like what's what is it how does that work it's uh it's a bonus 12th card uh that's inserted in every box of intrigue okay and it's it's a we're calling it a draft exchange x hyphen change card because that's cool um and <laughs> and it'll have the uh it'll have the pick number on it and mm-hmm. you're going to get a, a not autograph but a, a more or less an extended rookie card xrc okay of one of the top players or one of the players selected in the 2014 NBA draft, which is going to be one of the, the most hyped, uh, deep, promising NBA classes in quite some time. Okay. Um, Including Dante Exum, yeah. by the way, who uh, oh. who we we inked to uh, as one of our first NBA signees of the upcoming season. All right, so um, before we let you go, I, I have a little, uh, I guess this is more of a fun topic. Playoffs like are happening in basketball. Love fun. Yeah. You have a lot of guys that you represent, or I guess you sponsor, represent, I don't know, have signed. Uh-huh. We have agreements with, yeah. Yes. Who do you think is having the best playoffs so far? Who do you think is gonna, going to have the best playoffs that you guys have exclusive mm, signings with? That's a good question. Um, obviously, Blake Griffin is one of our exclusive guys, and, and uh, he kind of had a redeem, or the Clippers had kind of a redeeming game, too. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I'm a Warriors <laughs> fan, so unfortunately on my end. That's a great first-round <laughs> matchup, too. They don't like each other either, so that makes it even more yep. you know, special. But, yeah, I digressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was very mad when that game happened, but Blake played pretty well. Yeah, yeah. in the the, uh, the playoffs just aren't the same without Kobe Bryant in there. Yeah. Um, it, the, the, it's, uh, it's a glaring omission uh, or absence, yeah. uh, but we look forward to him having a big bounce-back season. Yeah. In next year, but I got to go with Blake. I mean, KD too. I mean, that's you talk about that could be your your Western Conference uh, battle for supremacy. Yeah, comes down to two Panini authentic exclusive guys. But I mean, it's hard to go wrong with either one of those guys. Yeah, and uh, I'm a big fan of both guys. They're great personalities, fun guys, uh, loyal to Panini America, and and uh, wish them all the best. And most of the players in the league we have deals with it at some level. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is the most exciting time. This is the time, as you guys know, when card values soar based on the performance on the court. So uh, everybody's watching now in the playoffs. It's the same in the NHL. Yeah. Everybody's watching. And you see a, a play or a game or a performance, and it makes you want to go find a rookie card of those guys. And yeah. It's a lot of fun. Now, one last thing before uh, we let you go. The rewards program is taking over the redemption, I guess, system Mm -hmm. is there anything that you can talk to us about you know kind of how exactly is that going to work you know what you know because if if i we had a conversation about it i'm I'm more of the collector person he's more the gambler and i feel like it it would hurt people like me because i would lose out on that random chance of getting a kobe bryant kevin durant you know whoever that top-notch guy in a, a random pack of cards while, you know, Justin or someone like him would just buy a box and he would, you know, get a couple redemptions here and there. So he does he's not really worrying about that. Now, as far as the the 
the rewards point program, how exactly is the scale going to be weighed? I mean, is there any details about it now? Is it still too early to tell? Or it, It's still a little, a little too early to tell, and there's a lot of details that, that we're working through right now. But we hate redemptions. We've always said that. Yeah. Uh, we, I don't think anybody likes redemptions. Mm-hmm. And the rewards program is instituted and designed to, to kind of eliminate the, the, the stress yeah. and the, the uh, frustration of pulling a redemption card and having a point system based on what tier that player might be mm-hmm. gives the collector a lot of freedom and flexibility to say, I've got 20, as an example, I've got 20 points here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be for a player that you're never going to collect, yeah. that you don't even know. You can go to the the rewards website, see what the inventory is like, and uh, and use your points on on one guy. You can build up your points if you want to. Yeah. And it's you know it's not designed to take. There could be some guys, our key guys, who we never want to have as redemptions, yeah. who may still be redemption cards. Yeah. Okay. Because we don't want to take those out of the mix. Gotcha. But um, I think it'll be revolutionary. Yeah. And like I said, we're still fine tuning a lot of the. A lot of the details surrounding it, but I think as we as we continue to to learn more about it and make decisions, mm-hmm. um, I, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised and it, pleasantly so. Yeah, I I think it's it's going to be you know it's going to change the trading card industry for sure, and we'll just have to see what you know tops upper deck all those other guys will do to you know may, maybe you know jump on the bandwagon. You know, Justin, do you have any more questions for Mister Hackler? No, I think I'm good, man. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have one mic for two people, so it, it's kind of very amateur in here. So no, maybe next time we'll we'll get we're getting a third mic and a wireless one. We'll be a little bit more professional. No, you guys are legit, yeah. man. It's, it's you're we're you're all good. The, the epitome <laughs> of professionalism. Yeah, you know we appreciate what I that. See before me, right? You now. know, because there's some you know radio shows out there that they're just not that professional. You know, and <laughs> and I'm as a radio guy with the background, I, I I'm kind of upset that they they put out products like that you know it's, yeah. it's upsetting sure, sure and we did not collude with him to say those positive words about us so that's all we're going to say <laughs> about that because i don't want to get in trouble because that would be bad uh so tracy we appreciate you coming on it's always a blast to hang out talk with you we know you're super busy so <laughs> you know to, to come here and give us all these goodies spend 30 minutes we greatly appreciate it. Hey, it's my pleasure. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate the opportunity. And uh, we're we're got a, a really really busy next few months with the World Cup and yeah. the NFL draft and yeah. the, the NFL PA rookie premiere and uh, the NBA draft and uh, it's going to be a, a blurry but <laughs> but uh, rewarding next few months. Definitely. So thank you guys for for having us on and uh, look forward to the next time. Definitely. So. Um, at Tracy Hackler, at Panini America. Yes, sir. The Knights Lance. The Knights Lance is the official blog of Panini Perfect. America. Perfect. And yeah, so, and definitely check out who, what was it? The who, who do, do you I, collect? Yeah. That honestly is going to be sweet. I, it's I'm pretty check cool. It out. And if you go on there, if you go into the website and you can, you can magnify the images oh, that's really on the cool. mosaic, and you might see some people that you recognize really? too. So uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. And, and it tells you. Uh, where the location of the person who posted the image, where they're at. Oh, wow. And it's it's uh, it's way cool. Yeah, you might want to get the NSA 
you know, away from that because they might like the whole locations of people, you, uh-huh. know. Yeah. It, you know. But <laughs> all right, Tracy, we appreciate it. You have a good one. Hey, y'all too. Thanks, man. All right, so that was our best of show. Uh, there's no more left for us to do here. I'm going to go and uh, make sure that Derek's getting his chicken noodle soup and Gatorade put in him so he can get back to, to top-notch health and get him back here next week because I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing my voice. He's got that smooth radio voice. Me, I'm kind of rough. Everybody, go to Twitter, at Beckett Radio. Send him your well wishes and make him feel loved. He doesn't get enough hugs around here, I don't think. He's uh, he's kind of a lonely dude. And if you guys want to subscribe to our podcast, check out iTunes. It's free. It's pretty easy to set it up. If you don't know how to do it, we have instructions on our forums. So uh, subscribe to that, and you guys can get instant updates whenever we post anything related to Beckett Radio, any shows. So check that out. All right, and that about wraps it up for me. I'm Justin Grunert. Next week, we'll have Derek Ficken back on the show. And uh, you guys take it easy. Have a good one.